0: The JJC Podcast Experience. Bringing you the content, the stories, and the insights. We aspire to empower the voice of the unheard. Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the JJC Podcast Experience. You're listening to an unfamiliar voice. My name is David Karayuki. And alongside Thomas Healy, Rashri Singh, Caitlin Stein, and a few other really incredible people, we manage the JJC Podcast Experience. And I thought that I would just come onto the show, um, you know, for a a 45-minute session. We've got an incredible guest today. He is a 16-year-old serial entrepreneur who works every day to not only better himself, but other young people like myself find our passion and live in our purpose. He's an author of an incredible up-and-coming book. His podcast, called The Young Entrepreneurs Network, reaches thousands of young people, not only across Africa, but across the entire world with guests like Casey Adams and Apple Creed as guests. The Young Entrepreneurs Network is a top 20 business pod- podcast on Apple Podcasts. And I personally gain so much knowledge from every single episode. He is the co-founder of Growth Casting and hustler's Global and is a partner with the Waymo Teens Movement. And last but not least, he is my personal
1: friend, Marco. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, David. It's an honor to be on the show. And I'm ready to just share my heart and share my wisdom with your audience. Let's do it.
0: So, Marco, you know you're you're a really, really unique human being. I've never met a sixteen-year-old who has started. You know, how many businesses? Four, four plus. Sixteen. 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 Been apart and started sixteen businesses. So, where did this start, Marco? Like, how did you get into business? You know, you told me that you. You know, you'd go to school and you'd sell sweets and sneakers, and I'm sure your friends thought that was a bit weird. You know, like how did you navigate your your
1: your start? Yeah, well, well, firstly, I had a rough time doing it in the beginning because obviously there's judgment all around us, specifically in high school and in society. And when someone's winning, when someone is being different, when someone is thinking outside the box, and you see them, and now you're judging them because either you're jealous, either because it's weird for you, it's out of the norm. So when I started my, my suite, and it was actually a fidget spinner business first, there were a few other guys doing it, so luckily I didn't get too judged. But for the first two years, so about 13 years old, when I started selling sneakers, fidget spinners, suites, um, it didn't really take off then and when i hit grade eight so 14 years old that's when i really started selling i had over 10 sales reps sold over 3,000 three thousand suites a week um through through my school and that's kind of when i really started understanding well what do i need to take it to the next level what are the fundamentals of business that i need to understand how do i get abroad the side hustle thing so after starting that and I went through a lot of challenges with teachers, with kids, with a whole bunch of stuff to, with that business. Um, and that kind of actually refined my thinking. And actually, I wanna be more. And once they judged me and the next day came, I'm like, now what? We, we We get so scared, we get this anxiety, and then we realize that their opinion doesn't define who we are or where we're going. And once I realized that at age 14, everything changed because it was holding me back from actually going on the path that I really desired. So I dived into self-development books, podcasts at a stage I was listening to 60 podcasts in one month and reading a book a week in school, seven hours of school a day. And the only reason I did that was because I had a clear vision and I had such an obsession with learning that now it became natural. So when I was in class and guys were messing around, I was listening or I was reading. When I was waiting for my mom, I was listening. When I was walking to tennis, I was listening. Any extra time that I had, I was listening because I, was, I found my obsession. So what do you do if you can't find your obsession? You obsess with finding your obsession. Cause once you find it, then the biggest question I get, you know, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay disciplined? Well, I have a clear understanding of it's where I want to go, how I want to get there, and who do I want to serve. And I look at those every single week. To then, in times of tough, and trust me, there are many times where I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like I want to go and chill. I want to go to party. I want to go with my friends. I want to go play golf. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so clear on where I want to go, and I know that what I have to do to get in the execution that it, that it's not possible. So. I, I do believe in a balanced life, and I'm not saying you need to go now and read and you know never be with friends and stuff, but if you really want to be a part of this business journey at a young age, it's going to take a lot of sacrifice. So that's where I started, um, and then I went to go work for two agencies. One was a podcast agency called Growth Casting, where I was uh, working alongside the CEO um, for about eight months and the other one was a marketing agency in Nashville where I was actually working. So that's where it all started and that's where my info, my understanding, my experience came from and then obviously we can go into how I started my other businesses.
0: So, okay. So you started this off like, you know, when you're still in high school, I can just imagine you're coming to school, you know, you're chilling with your friends, you're at break but like Mm. what initially, initially prompted you to get into business to start selling those sweets and those sneakers? Did you have someone mm. that you looked up to, you know, that or was it just something deep inside of you that said, I really want to do something more at this age. Because personally, when, when I was at that age, all I was thinking about was FIFA. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, I still,
1: I still absolutely love FIFA. But I think the difference was when I did, I mean, there was, a, there was another guy who was selling sweets um, at, in, in grade seven. And I just uh, said, let me just try it out. And there's a new fidget spinner thing that I came across online or something like that. And I just said, let me just try it out. And I think once I started making money and I started selling and I started having it, it just like led me to do more and to be a part of it. And once I had a bit of success with it, I'm like, well, this is just the beginning. So I think that initial, you know, seeing someone else do it, then trying it out, then realizing that this is actually a passion. This is actually um, a skill that I had. Then I just, and also what I realized that, that business comes extremely naturally to me. So, you know, I, I, I have been said, you know, how do you have so much knowledge and experience? I haven't read thousands of books, but in the honesty, my understanding of the principles and of team and of EQ and of all these things that are into in encounter business and leading a team is, is just so natural to me. So one of the things, you know, when you're good at something, you often do it a lot. So when I found out that I was good, and that I was helping people and then I was making money. I was like, why not? Let me just go into it. So I think yeah. that desire inside and when I found it. That's
0: brilliant. And, okay, so going on to my next question. Um, before, the, before the show, we were talking about how you do multiple internships for these agencies that you work with. And yeah. I think when the first time you told me that, I was like, why would you work for free? You know? Why would you give up your time, your effort, your expertise to work for someone else for free? What, what's the value in that? What do you gain?
1: Mm. Well, what expertise do you have at that point?
0: Oh, that's very true. So is it about learning? Is it about gaining? Absolutely,
1: it's about learning because (laughs) let me tell you, listening to podcasts and reading books is totally different from the real business world. Mm. And luckily I understood that. I can't just say, oh, I've read read this book, I've listened to this YouTube channel and now I'm going to go start a business. And this is the same mistake I see with so many guys They want to be a part of the business realm and want to start businesses. I've read this. I've seen this. I've looked at that. I've asked this. You don't know about CRMs. You don't know about SOPs. You don't know about team management. You don't know about payroll. You don't know about any of these things. So Mm -hmm. I understood that I don't want to go straight into business. What I want to do, I want to be very clear with my time. I want to go work for agencies that may lead me and give me the skills to then become an expert in a field as well as master a skill. So they were both marketing agencies in their own sense. And I approached the guys on Instagram, just reached out. Listen, I'd love to work alongside you, I'd love to connect with you. And we jumped on a call, and I said, I want to work for you, whatever it takes, alongside with you. If it was your assistant answering emails, and actually the guys were, yeah, sure, I've got a position for you, let's do it. And what you'll see is that because I work so hard, because I'm so dedicated, they did pay me. Now it wasn't a lot of money, but Uh, You know, they paid me. So Mm. I worked for about six to eight months with them, learning skills, asking questions, being a part of it, seeing, you know, how to run the floor, what actually happens, how to deal with clients. Um, And that was so, so crucial for me in that time. And while I was doing that, I was just reading books, learning, asking questions, being a part of communities and masterminds, and then the growth just took off.
0: That is incredible. All of this and more coming up next on the JJC Podcast Experience. We are here to fight for change in our city.
1: We are the
0: Johannesburg Junior Council. All right, guys, welcome back to the JJC Podcast Experience. I'm your host David Karayuki, and I'm joined by Marco Stabro. Marco, shall we carry on? So, Let's do it, bro. My, my my next question is about growth casting, right? Um, we spoke a bit about growth casting before. What is it, and you know why does it look so cool on Instagram?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Growthcasting is a personal brand online growth agency that specializes in helping thought leaders elevate their brands and businesses through the power of podcasting and PR. And essentially, what we do is we help seven and eight figure entrepreneurs and uh, industry leaders. You know, a lot of these guys are older generations, so they're ranging from 35 to about 55, and their online presence. Um, And when you search them online unfortunately isn't where it needs to be now one thing they do have is money and one thing they don't have is time so i come in uh, with my team of six people and we come in and say listen we want to put you on top podcasts as a guest and what that allows them to do is not only reach thousands of people but as well as become an expert and be portrayed in a position of power to sell their products and services and who they are and know who they're serving So that's number one, as well as the SEO search engine optimization. When you search their name, a bunch of podcasts are going to come up and that helps us with the verification process on Instagram, as well as creating a Google panel for them. So when you search for instance, an actress, that Google panel on the right that comes up, that's what is really key as well. So that's the, the guesting part. Then we get PR done with them. We get about three, four articles done on their story on their business. Um, and that was super, super crucial in credibility and authority. And then I, and I do consultations with them, with branding with social media, um, their message, how they would be portrayed, building their personal brand as a whole and their online presence. So that's what it's been doing. It's about four months old now. We've had immense, immense success over this time and actually growing at a really great rate. And yeah, I've just gone through a lot of struggles and obstacles and challenges with it, but it's been fun, it's been- What are some uh, exciting. And, and yeah, it's just been, been a journey and a process. What, are, what, are, some what are some of those challenges? I didn't get my systems and processes um, in place quick enough, early enough. Um, and unfortunately, when you don't have a lot of capital, you have to make the decision, do you oversell and then worry about delivering after, or, do you try and borrow money or find money to then get the systems and process and pay for everything and then try and sell? So what I, what I did was I went through of selling. So I sold three clients uh, and I closed three leads. And then the, the problem was that I had systems, I had uh, fulfillment up, but I hadn't trialed it out ever before. And what I didn't tell my clients, which I should have, was that actually this is part of a beta group and we're going to trial it out And I should have maybe charged him a bit lower um, and give him a whole bunch of other stuff because I couldn't deliver how I wanted to. So I still delivered, but it wasn't at the expectations. Um, and it wasn't over and beyond, which I really am, you know, strict on, I really want to go over and beyond for our clients. So that was one of the problems. The other problem was that I didn't set up the right, um, Training for my team. So, the training that I thought was necessary was totally, totally wrong. All my ladies are in the Philippines uh, at the moment. They have kids, they have families. So, I needed to ensure that the training was actually up to date and so detailed because now I'm trying to juggle sales, trying to juggle the team, and now I have to go redo all the training. So, that was a huge uh, struggle for me. And another, the biggest one that I've had to go through is PayPal. So receiving funds and receiving payments from overseas, being in South Africa, probably one of the most difficult things I've had to ever do. Um, And it really screwed over my business because um, my money actually got blocked. So I had to basically start from zero again because I wasn't over 18 and I tried to connect my bank account so that I can withdraw the dollar funds into my account and it just absolutely blocked me saying, you've tried to confirm your identity and you're under 18 and we've had to limit your account. So that was <laughs> one of the most crazy things and very stressful and just, yeah. So what I eventually had to do was actually go to my uncle and link my, my stuff with him. So yeah, those are the three yeah. biggest ones for me. <laughs> well,
0: I guess those are some of the, oh, sorry, the sound is a bit bad. Meet your other computer. Okay, so I guess those are some of the challenges that just come with, you know, being an under eighteen person getting into this um, yeah. industry of business, right? Yeah. Um,
1: and has COVID nineteen changed any of that, that has that been an opportunity for you? Oh yeah, man! It's given me more time, more freedom, more opportunity to reach out to build this business, to build these brands, um, and the online. Everyone's going online. Like, I closed another client. When was it on Saturday? And he. Mm-hmm literally started his business because of COVID. So without that business, that coaching online business that he was starting, I wouldn't have been able to close them. So just because of COVID, everyone's going online now. Um, and they've had to, they've been forced to. Some of their business have closed, whatever. So it's been a real game changer. And then I target these big players who don't have a big online presence. Um, yeah, and, and it's been working.
0: Awesome, that's incredible. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still blown away by you know, about how much work and effort you put into this and still be at school, you know what I mean? Like, I mean... Oh, yeah, with, I've,
1: just, I've just balanced everything, man. I've balanced my friend, my relationships, um, my but schooling. Do, do that? Like, I don't understand how you do that. Do you not ever get bored or tired, you know, and just want to... Oh, yeah, work? of course, of course. But, I mean, I say this to, to people. What I do, they'll tell you my schedule. Let me see my schedule here. Uh, the, difference between, the difference between me is that I'm very uh i implement a lot of stuff that i read practically in my life so for instance i know exactly w- every single hour this week coming up i know exactly what i'm doing and the re- reason i do that is because then it allows me to picture and visualize okay well what how much am i putting into business how much am i putting into school how much into relationships how much am i putting into fun time and education and that type of stuff how much about putting into spiritual time so the that allows me to visualize okay where's my time actually going and how much time do i have yeah. the other thing is that with the time that i do have i'm so dedicated so disciplined because i think and i personally believe that it's not that we don't have enough time it's that with the time that we do have what are we doing with mm-hmm. it so, I'm waking up at seven and I'm doing my workout from seven to eight. I'm having a sauna. Um, I'm going to uh, go for a walk every morning and pray and, and just meditate and, and just um, get in the right state for the day. And then that's when I normally start school at about hoppers nine. And then from hoppers nine to about hoppers one, that's when I do school. Then from hoppers one to hoppers two, I have lunch, I relax, I whatever. And then from hoppers two to around hoppers five that's when i'm working from hoppers five to hoppers uh, seven uh, that's family time that's dinner that's whatever um and then from hoppers seven to about hoppers ten that's when i'm working that's probably almost every day unless i'm playing golf on the holidays obviously or going out or something mm,
0: wow um that's very different to me marco i have no idea what i do when i wake up you know <laughs> i take my time um you know actually when when you're talking to me about booking this um the session to record and you told me 8 30 i was like oh, what is this guy doing up at 8 30 on a holiday <laughs> marco you are you are incredible
1: the jjc podcast experience in partnership with the red radio Okay,
0: guys, So welcome back to the JDC podcast experience. We just experienced a little bit of difficulty. Um, we are joined again by Marco Savro. Marco, let's just chat about, you know, personally, like for me, I'm really big on, um, you know, mental health. I really enjoy having those conversations. We have those conversations um, here on the show and at Red Radio, who's our partner. Um, so when it comes to your space, you know, when we chat about EQ and when we chat about things like mental health, how what impact does that have? In, in, in terms of your life and, and,
1: and, and reaching your dreams? Absolutely, it's been understanding who I am and what defines me. And you know, really, why am I here? Has been some incredible questions. Now the first step you gotta take is asking these questions. So some of the things that I say with my mentees my, when I'm coaching is, okay, well, who are you as a person? You know, why are you here? Who are you serving at the moment? Where do you want to go in the next five years? What are you afraid of? What are you happy and blessed about right now? What are you grateful for? So many people, because of social media, are always comparing themselves, number one, and looking at other people's experience and other people's lives to say, where am I on the scale of life? where am I on the scale of success? Now the first thing is I don't even believe in success. I believe in significance. And the reason for that is that I'm living for much higher purpose than, than money, than success, than a rewards. I'm living to serve and live out my calling and my purpose so that one day, when I look back on my life and I'm seeing my death dead, I'm not saying I made a billion dollars, I'm saying, Did I live my calling out? Did I have relationships with my family and friends? And did I serve the people that God's placed in my life? And if so, then I've lived a significant life, not a successful one. And from speaking with people who've sold their company for a billion dollars, people who have thousands of employees, who have huge businesses and operations, I ask them, what is your purpose? And some of them clearly define that and know what it is. And others say, I don't know. It's a good question. And when someone says that, it often sees that they're not fully fulfilled and they actually are waking up and saying, I've got this huge house, I've got these amazing cars, I've got these amazing, you know, this amazing wife, but now what? Why am I still feeling depressed and unfulfilled? And the suicides rates and the depression has been higher than ever. Is it because we have more people? or is it because our society and as a generation, we are shifting and focusing on the wrong things. So for me, some of the things that I've really, really looked and we can discuss this, of what I'm, what am I looking at when I'm stepping back, um, you know, in school in, in our generation, what am I seeing? Well, number one, I'm seeing way too many people compare themselves. And it's so dangerous because when you compare yourself to someone else, you start realizing your mental thoughts start saying to you, I'm not good enough. You know, he's better than me. Why am I this? Why do I look like this? Why do I sound like this? You know, those are the thoughts we start having. And because they start affecting our subconscious, we start believing them. Because our mind doesn't uh, differentiate the difference between subconscious and conscious. So what we're saying to ourselves, and what we believe in starts becoming the fake reality and truth. So what I did was that I knew my friends and the people that were placed in my life back then, two, three years ago, weren't the right people. They weren't going to help me reach where I wanted to go. So I had to, and you know, one of the stories I always say is that I had to sit down with all my best friends who was the most popular, had all the girls. He was a duck scholar. He was just incredible student you know for society what they think is incredible and i have to sit down with them and i said listen you judging me and you commenting negatively on my stuff and about what i'm doing it's not helping me where i want to go so either you're going to support me for who i am or we're going to take a hold on this relationship that's at 14 years old so yes you have to make a decision am i going to be influenced by my peers am i going to be affected because one day, in I guarantee you, in three to five years time, depending on how old you are, no one's gonna care about who you were in high school, what you did, what you sounded like, who uh, who you looked at and who you dated, that's all irrelevant. They're gonna say, where are you now, five years later, who are you serving, are you sitting in a day job that you hate, or are you living out a greater purpose and traveling the world and being who you wanna be? That's what's gonna be important. So I always say, look five years ahead and work five years backward. Write down, where do I need to be? How do I get there? Because everyone's got these big dreams and aspirations. Everyone has, oh, I want to make this amount of money. Oh, I want to date this person. Oh, I want to be this person. Or how do you get there? How do you execute that? And that's the yeah. difference is that execution has been such a big thing for me in, over the last six months I've been focusing on that. So, number one, I took myself out of those circles. Now, yes, it's very difficult because why? When I'm doing schoolwork, when I'm, you know, seeing friends, when I'm playing sport, when I'm going out, these people are all around me. So, unfortunately, what's happened is that, yes, we are friends. And, yes, I am connected in that space. And I was very, be- I was very blessed to be good at academic, good at sport. Otherwise, it would have been really, really painful. But... I now I'm not in those close circles. I'm not getting invited everywhere, and I've started to realise that they actually don't care. So whether I'm there or I'm not, it's it's minute to to what they're feeling and you know their effect. So once I realised that, I I hold on to the five people that I actually think you know I want to put in my life, and the rest I've got you know. 20, 30, 40 acquaintances that they think I'm their friend and I'm saying, listen, you're not my friend (laughs) and (laughs) actually you're negatively affecting me and now most of my friends are 18 and up. I've got some 25-year-old, I've got 20, I've got, um, because unfortunately, those are the people that are influencing my life in a positive manner and causing me to go and do the things I love and what I see is that, yes, I want to go and do this My parents saying I can't do it. My friends saying I can't do it. My brothers saying I can't do it. And now we suddenly okay. Well, I'm not doing it. Where for me it was like I don't care if my parents don't want me to do it. I'm doing it anyway. I'll do whatever it takes. So I always hear people say to me, "Well, Marco, how do I? How do I? My parents are so controlling." Okay, well, why are they controlling you? Well, I live in their house and they feed me and they this. Okay, so what do you have to do? You have to provide for yourself because like now. I could go buy you know, most things that I want and my parents couldn't say no. Mm. So that is how you get out of that situation. And number two is that if you want to go forward, if you want to move forward and if you want to have a clear vision, you have to work backwards and say, okay, well, what does it take? Are these friends going to get me there? Are these relationships? Are these mentors? Are these people? Are these communities? And then it will allow you to start moving forward. And what I really believe is just do one thing every single day that is moving moving you forward to your goals and aspirations. Wow, that is incredible, Marco, thank
0: you for that. And so I, my next question is like for teenagers, you know, the teenage depression rate is really, really high, you know, and kids between the ages of 13 and 18 really, really struggle with that stuff. And probably the the thing on the forefront of most teenagers mind isn't, you know, I want to live out my purpose, and I want to start these businesses, and I want yeah, to do etc. Yeah, yeah. So, how can we integrate these principles, you know, of commitment, hard work, and and you know, having a routine, in mm. someone's academic life? You know, someone who wants to actually achieve in school or achieve in university, can we can we correlate the two?
1: Absolutely. You know, everyone's got everyone loves something. Now, people say to me, well, I don't know what my passion is. Well, what do you love? Oh, I love I love sports. I love ballet. I love drawing. I love art. Okay, well, that's the passion. So in my book, and I just did a, a speaking with my mentor for his course, I said, okay, write down 10 things you love doing. Out of those 10 things, choose, choose five. From those five, go and take that now and see where you are within each one. You know, you know are you for your academics? Are you where you want to be? Are you behind? Are you average? Are you with your sporting career, with your art? Are you, you know, people say to me, well, Marco, how do I get my art, you know, out? I want, I love drawing, but you know, it's not really, I can't really make money for it. I can't really enjoy it. Well, how many art galleries have you stood outside um, every single day and pitched your artwork to? How many people have you tried selling it to? In the beginning, I was so obsessed. I would do whatever it takes. So one of my things that I did was that I used to go and stand parking lots because I was afraid of people's opinions. And this comes back to depression. You know, people, I always, there's a girl, I was struggling, I'm not going to mention her name, but she was really struggling with depression. I said to her, well, you know, why, why are you not doing this? And why are you scared? And why are you scared of failure? One of the biggest things is like, I'm, people are scared of failure. They're scared of their reputation They're scared of what their parents are going to say, or they're going to, you know, what happens when I leave school and you know, I've got this grades so or I did this or academically I wasn't where I should have been. And then I'm like, then what? Then what? Five years from now, then what? You're going to be in another position going to take on another, another journey. You're going to be somewhere where you may think that you're not, but actually it's the perfect time, the perfect place. So you actually have to ask the question then what and what what happens then? What happens if I laugh at you and call you this names and that names, then what? What happens after that? So once you start realizing that it's one of the biggest things around depression, the girls that I speak to is like the the opinions of other people and also failing and failure is two of the biggest things that I'm seeing is like, guys, like, seriously, are you going to let such small things in the greater perspective affect you and let you get into the state. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I was just saying is that I used to go into parking lots in my little suit, 13 years old, and I used to write a letter to each person and I would stand at the nicest cars in the parking lot. I would go to, you know, sand in tomorrow's or whatever, stand in the parking lot at the nicest cars in that parking lot. And I would wait. People go to the shopping centers to go and eat and I didn't make this joke. People go to the shopping centers to go and eat and shop. I go to shopping centers to find mentors. And mm. what I used to do was that I used to sign out these cars and eventually they would come with their restaurants or they were buying Versace or whatever it was. And then I would say to them, sorry, sir, can I have five minutes of your time? And he said, yeah, sure, what's up? Then I would say, um, I just wanted to ask you a few questions as well as give you this letter. Now, every single time I asked them. What are the five greatest things that you've learned over your lifetime and over your business? Whatever I was now getting realizations, number one, and confidence because we get our confidence get broken by one people's opinion, one people's. So if I say to you, David, you know, you're so ugly. Now your confidence in building relationships with girls or whatever it is, or um going out or that's affected. So mm. such small things can subconsciously affect us. So coming back to your question about, okay, well, can we implement those in our life? Absolutely. Find your desire. And then now understand what it actually takes to, to, to achieve it. So let's say you want to get an 80 aggregate, um, on 80 average. Um, why, where are you sitting now? What is stopping you? Is it your friends? Is it the way you are thinking? Is it, um, is it for instance your teachers, the wrong teachers teaching you? Are you applying your knowledge in the wrong way? So mm-hmm. there's many different things around okay, well, what it is it there's a lot of factors towards it. But the first thing you need to do is understand your desire. And then I actually realize, because when I say to people, it's like, well, you know, I always get messages, Marco, how do we make money, how do I make money? I'm like, okay, well, why do you want to make money? Oh, uh, because it's cool, because it's this, because I want to buy this, because and I said, Okay, well then what what after that now what happens you've made the money Then what do you go do i don't know i haven't thought about that i'm taking it step by step and there's a whole other conversation about university because you know we've just been totally misled um, around that but you know regarding your academics find your desire understand where you want to go and a clear vision and set goals because in times when you don't want to study when you don't want to do the things you reflect back upon those, and then now that should give you the motivation. And also, just being you know, one of the biggest things with me is like I'm so open and, and I acknowledge my weaknesses and what I'm not good at that I can have any conversation with any person around what am I actually not doing and what am I struggling with. And I think everyone, you know, we've been taught to be like, oh, well, we have to be so perfect, and this is the way we have to operate, and this is the way we have to actually think, and this, we can't say this, we can't do that. Where for me, it's like I'm an open book, and If I don't like you or I don't like what you're doing, I'm going to tell you because it's going to affect my life. So, you know, for academics, you know, I struggled with Afrikaans so much, but I was open and I acknowledged it. And I said, and that's why I used to go to teachers and I used to go for extra lessons and I used to go to ask friends and family for help because I I acknowledged it. And I think one of the things is like, well, if you don't want to acknowledge it, then your mind's going to think, well, everything's fine. When actually, no, you're saying to yourself, no, I don't want to do this. I want to make the A team. I want to make this. I want to do that. So for me, that was you know, really important is acknowledging my weaknesses and focusing on my strengths and then just finding my desire upon whatever I'm doing, whether it be business, academic, sport, relationships, finding out why I actually want to do that. Why do I want to achieve that? And then how do yeah. I achieve it by working backwards?
0: Wow, that is incredible. And okay, so you started this podcast called the Young Entrepreneurs Network. Yeah. Um. You've had every guest on it from Mike Fox. Is that correct? Who uh, Travis,
1: Travis Fox? Travis he's an Emmy Fox. Award yes. winner. Um. I've yes. had uh, Bobby Cash Yeah. I've had KC. I've had uh, my Bobby Cash He's sort of company for a billion dollars. I've had um people all around the world. I've had sportsmen. I've had um yeah some incredible, incredible people who are making a difference and changing the world. Um. And really, I've had over 45 episodes now. And the main purpose around why I started my podcast was that I needed to get into other rooms that I was not able to without it. So mm-hmm. discussions, conversations, just allow me to have a platform to just propose myself. Now I've posted four episodes, but yet I'm still able to get some of the biggest guests in the world. So how how does that work? Well, because I've positioned myself in authority and power, now I actually am able to even, even posting just four episodes get these huge yeah. guys with millions of followers. So do you just do you DM them and say hey do you want to come onto the the podcast or how does that work? Yeah, so most of the time it's a video pitching on DM. So I actually send a little video saying hey listen this is me. I was talking about it a podcast. We focus on empowering the next generation of thought leaders and mm-hmm. and entrepreneurs. We've done this much. We've did this. We've interviewed a lot of the biggest things is referencing people that they know. So I'll go into their following list and I'll say, these are the guys I've interviewed. You know, they're all connected. So it's, it's been really easy to get some of the guys. Um, I've had probably like three say, you know, I can't do it right now. And the rest have just been absolutely, let's do it. And I think one of the biggest things is just building a powerful narrative because my story and who I am and the way I think, I've just been building that for the last two years. And now I've seen it come off and, you know, be successful by having discussions with these guys. And you started this from your bedroom, essentially,
0: you know, and now you're Absolutely. reaching
1: thousands Ab- across the Absolutely, yeah. Um, it is going uh, to stop. It said, how long do we have? It said, I saw a message come out. Just uh-huh. checking the, check the top right there. It should say how much time we have. Top left. Or, um, sorry to interrupt you, but I just, I didn't see no, it come
0: I'm, not much. Sure. I'm not seeing anything on my
1: side okay let's go in and out Oh, we just came out no no can't be 45 minutes yeah okay cool let's carry on sorry about that let's go no problem all right guys welcome back to the jgc podcast
0: experience for our final segment with marco so marco you know we've chatted a lot about eq we've chatted a lot about you know advice for the next generation but for you personally what do you want to achieve you know where can you go from here because you've already done so
1: much Do you want to go to university? Is that a a possibility for you? Absolutely. So I've had this discussion with people, Canada, Brazil, United States, my parents, you know, university professors. And I'm saying, well, what is best? Because some of the entrepreneurs and the business owners are saying total waste of time. Um, Some guys are saying, no, it's actually beneficial. and You learn things from it. And some guys are saying it's necessary. So obviously most of the guys that I'm interacting with are in America. And unfortunately, South Africa is totally different in terms of online space, in terms of where we are economically, politically. So it's a different, different planet. And if I was in America, I don't think I would go to university. However, um, being in, being in univ- uh, South Africa, I really do believe that a course that's going to teach me practical things, not uh, something like Stellenbosch, Bosch where the professors have never actually had a business, but rather something like a Gibbs or like a Henley that actually has programs and courses that can teach me the skills that I don't have. And that can open me up to to different perspectives and also build my network. Network with you know, One of the things that I hear from people, oh, university is a great networking place. You get to meet people, you get to do this. Yes, I agree. But without university, I've met more people and the people that I have met are some of the greatest people in the world compared to me meeting some 20 year old who wants to go get drunk. And you know, he's like, let's start the side hustle. So mm-hmm. I think that I agree and I disagree with that because yes, Mark Zuckerberg and all these, some of, some of these big guys did find their, you know, their founders at university and they started their businesses. But many people who go to university are now sitting in a day job that they hate realizing that they did the wrong degree and that they are depressed And they're like, well, why did I even go to university? And I had a conversation with another girl and she's, um, she's studying a math degree at the moment. And I'm like, okay, well, why did you, why did you go into this degree? And she's like, well, um, my parents said I was good at math. My school said I was good. And I, you know, I enjoyed math. And and I'm like, okay, well, where's it going? Where do you want this to go five years from now? Oh, I don't know. Um, I haven't thought about that. Just relax. Just taking it day by day. You know, everything is okay. And I'm like, what do you, why do you, what do you think is going to happen one day when you realize that I haven't asked these questions and now I'm sitting in a position where I've just spent the last four years of my life doing something that actually I don't want to do. She could love art, but how does she know because she hasn't tasted it or she hasn't asked the question. So i you know, if you're in go university, some of the things that I believe is that go to a year of finding out what you actually love doing if you don't know what you love doing at all. Some people have directions, some people don't. For the people that don't have direction, find out actually what you love doing. If you wanna do it in the last year of school, then do it. If you wanna do it one year later, then do it. Then from then, then go make the decision, do I wanna go become a chartered, uh, you know, a CA or a lawyer or a doctor or whatever it is, then you can make that decision. Because so often we go straight to university because why everyone else is going. Why? Because our parents say, Oh, we have to go do this. Otherwise we're going to be broke. Otherwise we're going to be a failure. That's not true at all. Your parents could die tomorrow. And then what? You've gone to do the wrong degree. You've lived out their life for what? Mm. So yeah. I would go taste it. But if you don't know what you're going to do and then make the decision, do I want to go to university? What do I want to go study? Where do I want, where is it going to lead me? Because it's going to be so crucial for you. So, even for myself it's been a real struggle to understand you know i'm looking at doing online school now i'm looking at different options for university i'm like you know where is it going to take you why am i doing this um so yeah, you know it's, it's a struggle for me as well to make that final decision
0: yeah and you said you're doing you know you're doing online school um and i guess that gives you more time at home to focus on what you're actually really passionate about because i think that's a problem for a lot of for a lot of teenagers right we go to school for you know, between six and 12 hours of the day. And we're doing things that we don't actually want to do. And so mm-hmm. I could come to you and I could say, Marco, I, I don't have the time, you know, I'm interested in learning how to program, you
1: know, I disagree with that. You do have the time. Cause I'm, I have the time and I'm, and I'm playing two hours of sport every day, have an extra lesson doing seven hours in the morning, doing public speaking. I do all this. I do all the school extramurals at a high level and I, and I'm still making it happen. So you do have the time, you're choosing to do other things with your time.
0: Sure, that's, that's incredible. incredible. Yeah. So do you create a schedule for your day, as you showed me earlier? Oh, yeah,
1: a schedule absolutely. Plan out? Absolutely. I mean, with my school, it's a bit different. Um, I don't really normally create a schedule, like, so uh, in-depth. But I obviously know my day and my week, what's happening, when I've got extra meals, when I've got extra Afrikaans, when I've got public speaking. Um, mm-hmm. And just the time that I do get... And also, one of the biggest things for me is like, I've just, um, so I don't answer emails, I don't, uh, do admin, I don't do documents, all that type of stuff that takes so much time. My other staff does that, but to get to that point, I had to do late nights, I had to work where no one was willing to work, I had to be in places that I didn't want to be in, um, in times that I want didn't want to be in. So that was in the beginning, I had to do that, but now I obviously have a bit more freedom because I have got people working for me and I've got assistance. um, mm-hmm. so, You know, they are six, seven hours ahead of me. So when I'm at school, they've been working for the last six hours. So when I go Mm -hmm. off school, then now they're sleeping and now I'm getting to do two, three hours of work. So yes, it is a constant struggle. That's why I'm looking at other things. But you don't have to have three businesses and a podcast and doing all those things. What I wish I did was I just did one. You know, just focus on one thing. If you're going to do the podcast, Mm -hmm. do the podcast. If you're going to do um, a business, then focus on the business. Don't try and join hundreds of things. Don't try and start with all these different things because you're just going to burn out or you're not going to be successful and just give up on those things. Um, so yeah, that's what I would recommend.
0: Marco, thank you so much for joining us. I um, really appreciate your time. And I'm sure I can say this for everyone, for all of our audience, this was really, really meaningful and helpful for us. And yeah, I'm really impressed by you and I can't wait to see what more you give us. Your book that is coming out soon, I will be the first Absolutely. one to be, to be reading that. Um, Thank you so much, Marco. You are incredible. I appreciate
1: you, brother. And just to your audience, you know, focus on what you love doing. Focus on what you are doing right. Focus on where you want to go. And just enjoy life and enjoy the journey. Everyone wants to be successful. Everyone wants to be huge. Just enjoy where you are and accept who you are and what you're doing. And, And you're really, really your perspective will shift. So be blessed. Make sure you go and follow me on all my socials. And let's connect. And also just realize that you're not worse than anyone else. People aren't better than you. They're just on a different journey, living out their different journeys and processes. um, And just enjoy life and we'll chat soon. Thanks a lot, Dave. Thank you so much, Marco. That's M-A-R-K-O
0: dot R O U. You can go catch him on Instagram. Thanks, Marco.
1: Cheers. This podcast was brought to you by the Johannesburg Junior Council in partnership with Red Radio.